Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, y'all finally got to the Black Keep. Y'all found out that there were some people that were... Y'all found out that there were some people that were less than well-treated. Uh... And that the whole place is kind of just barely getting by. Let us proceed as the main group is uh, in the back, uh, in the rear courtyard. And Riley is attempting to converse with the pseudo council of people kind of in charge. Yes. Yes, that is the plan. Um, honestly, I, I don't think there's uh, much of a need to really spend a lot of time on it. It's mostly just introductions. Um, I, I could give a brilliant and whimsical speech. However, I am much more interested in repairing the wall today. So in light of that, I would just like to say that Riley just basically wants to have a chit chat with these six individuals, introduce himself as Riley, Riley Morheim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that he and his guild are obviously here to help out. And um, that he's hoping to that this place becomes something successful and can continue to help people in the future so you know he'll share some stories of his travels just to endear himself to them so they know where he came from and all that but it's mostly just a getting to know each other sort of meeting okay make me a diplomacy check I would love to that is a 29 okay Noted. Word. All right. So, with that, uh, you have endeared yourself quite well. And we will be moving on to what's happening in the backening. So you all go out there to where Shadow was. And so you, you all see, like, what damage the wall has endured. And uh, Void will lead you to the little corner with the three tents. What do we see? Three tents. Do we not see a hole? I yeah, y'all saw the wall. Y'all saw the wall before you saw the tree. Three tents. How how big is the hole? Looking at it, you can see how big the hole was, and like where the where the wall is generally about fifteen feet tall. It's like it's kind of a dip down to where it's only like ten feet tall, and then back up. That they kind of filled it with rocks and mud and and things to sort of repair it but it's it's not in the best it's not the best patch job but the hole used to go basically down to the ground well then rock will look at the two mages amongst him 
he will uh, he will ask, should I go about collecting stones from outside, or would either of you like to create something to work with? I think it's probably best if we uh, fill in the hole with something a bit more solid, and then I can patch and meld as necessary. Okay. Are you, are you going to attempt to work from the inside or from the outside? You're going to go like over or slash around the keep, or you're going to work like in here with all these people where it's all crammed up. Uh, I mean, is, yeah. is this like an enclosed space that we're in? Like, is there like a roof over us and everything? No, it's, it's open. It's a courtyard. Uh, then Brock will say that we can work from the outside, and if anything needs to be done on the inside, he can quickly get back in. Alright. All uh, I'm in agreement with this, uh, Leaf. Uh, I think we can knock the current patch material out from here, and then go collect things as needed. I agree. I'll have to commune for a while to prepare some better spells, but in about an hour I can provide the both of you with plenty of material. Alright, let's get started. And <clears throat> I guess I just start jabbing at the wall with my quarterstaff. Alright. I mean, if Brock could just pull the the stuff that we need to pull out just with yeah, his... Yeah, uh... you, could, you, could, you could with a great deal of uh it, it would take a little while just due to volume but it is like pieces of rock and mud and stuff like that so you're able to pull like pull the rocks out a lot of mud comes with it there's twigs sticks you see toward the bottom where they were like trying to like put sticks and shit in there too and then they quickly found out that it wasn't working all that well so uh near, once you near the bottom i'd say it probably takes you about 20 minutes and then like you can create water right leaf yes so like with create water you could like wash out the rest of what what's there pretty well just make it like pour down from above perfect uh then what i guess rock would kind of do at this point uh if who is it freedom that's helping us or is it void or is it uh Freedom is communing currently, but he will be okay. the one that is helping y'all. So if he's just got a way to just supply materials, then what Brock's going to do is he's going to go around the hole and just kind of any weird protrusion or anything, just since it's like broken, uh, he's going to try and get it to basically be easier to work around. So he's just going to kind of chisel away anything that's kind of just weird to work with. Make me a craft sculpting check. Man, Brock's so bad at these. Sculpting 24. Yeah, you do a pretty damn good job. You square off a lot of the more organic breaks and, uh, like, looking at the rest of the masonry, try to, like, respace it better, break out some old chunks of things that aren't going to fit well anymore. Uh, and then it's just a matter of waiting on the good freedom which he will return from his short walk away in the woods and he will he'll put his hands down on the the ground and uh, a large mass of stone will jut forth up out of the earth 
Okay, so it's a it's a fifteen foot by ten foot by foot thick wall that he creates of stone, and then he asks you about how much are you able to uh, lift with your powers. Uh, at this point, I believe thirty five. He he casts another spell, and you'll see lines sink into the wall, and there's a loud like sound as a little flecks of broken stone flick away from it, but it does appear now to be broken to uh, very many uh, stone bricks. Okay. Uh, well, then Brock would look at Leaf and he would ask if, uh, if Leaf has any way to kind of hold these together after he puts them in place. I do. Then I suppose Brock will get to stacking via uh, geokineticis. So... You're about halfway done filling in the hole when uh, when you hear something coming out through the woods. Uh, and Tracy, go ahead and just make me another survival check for that stuff you wanted. That would be a 12. 12. Okay, so you gather... I'll say... Six, six gold, quote unquote, worth of materials for that. Well, seeing them working on the wall, she's not going to try to disturb their work. She'll go uh, to whatever gate or whatever she has to to come in. Well, a lot of you, despite uh, the stealthiness of Shadow herself, uh, would notice the uh, the deer being basically drugged along, <laughs> at least. Yeah, probably as soon as she's in sight of people, she'd be like, Void, come carry this. It is heavy. <laughs> you hear a voice from the other side of the uh, other side of the wall. <clears throat> be like, I'm not the one that can just jump over walls. But come around. I cannot jump over walls with a deer. All right. And he, like, he'll go around the front. Goodness. Freedom will come up and be like, uh, he'll, he'll lean down over, over the deer and, uh, say something and pat it. Uh, it cannot it, hear you talk. I killed it. I'm aware. He, he chuckles. Then why do you talk to the dead deer? Paying respects. Oh, okay. Well, uh, is uh, I hope it is respectable to turn it into food because this is for the cow and them to eat. I'm sure there's more than more here than they alone could eat. They can share, but I, I, I still it is heavy. I dragged it a long way through the woods. I did not know a deer weighed so much. Yes, they can be quite heavy. Well, I have never needed to carry a deer before. Now you have. They're not much fun to hunt. They do not fight back. No. But it's also better if it ends quickly. It ends very quickly. The arrow goes through them and they fall off. It does. It's more fun for fighting stuff that fights back. Yes, you do enjoy a fight. So now uh, Void will come around and help you carry it. 
Did you ever carry a deer before? Did you know they weighed so much? Uh, I've not tried to carry a deer alone before, no. They are heavy. I would imagine they're pretty big. Yes, and I suppose I am pretty small compared to the rest of you. It's probably not got that much to do with the size. But they do be enough to feed people. So, I do have yep. somebody who knows how to cook it. I have never cooked a deer. I can make the pancakes and I can make the oatmeal, uh, but I do not know how to make the deer. It's meat. I do not know how to cook that. I do not have, I, I help with the breakfast preparations, not the lunch and dinner. I'm sure somebody knows how to cook it. Anyway, somebody cook it. I am going to make the, some traps so that uh, they can put them out to catch food from now on. I'm sure their hunters will appreciate that. And y'all take the, the thing around. Uh, Brock, leave. You continue until the, uh, the room is, uh, the room, the wall is, uh, refilled, uh, with stone. And what are, what are you, uh, doing to it, Leaf? Um, I can, uh, either use wood shape and, uh, fill in the cracks with wood, or I can use my, um, mythic point to spontaneously cast stone shape and just kind of meld the whole patch together and seal it into the wall and uh, I, I guess what would Leaf think in his professional opinion would be the better option I'm assuming stone shape but I didn't want to uh... yeah okay, then... stone, mel- melting the stone together would make it a lot stronger then he does that because I, 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 I wasn't sure I, I know like buildings are supposed to have a little give to them to to help with stuff like that and so I wasn't sure if like having the wood in there as like a shock absorbent or something to help keep everything together would matter uh, but it's, it's fine I will cast stone shape on uh, the section of wall and just kind of like meld everything together and compact it down so there's not like any huge gaps or whatever in it yeah, the, the give is good for really tall things and, like, thinner walls. But, like, with a thick defensive wall, being more solid is probably better. So be it. So he, he just kind of, like, reaches up and he does that glowy thing whenever he's tapping into his mythic power. And when his fingertips come into the wall, you can kind of see the surface give a little bit uh, as, you know, kind of like Liquid Metal Man and Terminator 2 where the the cracks just kind of like melt away until it's a smooth surface and then the only trace that it was ever not like a, a big hole in the wall is the five little indents from Leaf's fingers in the wall when he retracts his hand. Coopy. So the wall has now been thoroughly repaired quite solidly in fact this section of wall is probably stronger than the rest of the sections now well brock is brock is going to spend a minute uh, inspecting the wall to ensure that it is in fact sturdy it, it is in fact sturdy you can lean against it and everything and he will turn to uh, leaf and give him a thumbs up as a seal of approval fist bump it's the only way uh yes he will fist bump 
<laughs> Poor Bump and their asshole. You're fired. <laughs> okay, so uh, Chris. <laughs> Are you offering me a job? Um, there, you're 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 there in the main building and having a conversation with everybody. Yes. Um, uh, and they do introduce you to this Bartholomew that you were wanting to meet. Wonderful. Wonderful. What's he like? Can you describe him for me? Um, he's not very old. Uh, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of experience with this stuff. Um, kind of a dorky looking guy. Oh, well, that, that does, uh, let's see. Does he carry a weapon at all? I'm assuming because they like to look up to him as a pseudo guard captain. He has an oversized candy cane that he hits people with. Okay. Fascinating. Go <laughs> <Okay>. on. <laughs> does he have like curly shoes too that squeak when he walks? So everything was fine with the bit she said about Bartholomew up until the fucking candy cane. How would you like to proceed? So, uh, did they just like tell me where to find him? So am I like meeting him outside or something? Yeah. Okay. I mean, great, I mean, great. you kind of knew where he would. Wonderful. Told you. Sure. Uh, if it looks like it's a good time to um, interject for uh, some conversation, Riley will approach and say, um, excuse me, are you Bart's? May, may I call you Bart's? Uh, yes, I'm Bart. Greetings, I am Riley. Riley Morheim of the Riley Morheim Guilds. How are you today? Uh, about as good as it's gonna get. How's it going? Uh, Riley just kind of shrugs and says, yeah, about as good as it's gonna get for the time being. My, um, my guild and I have made our way to the Black Keep, uh, seeking to help out the community here for our stay. And I hear that a very special someone, Riley just points at Bart, is more or less kind of considered to be the lead of the guard around here. I've just got some experience, that's all. Well, having some experience seems to have elevated you in positions quite a bit. Just another guard. What do you need, Mr. Mohan? What I need is to see if I can't get some peace of mind about the capabilities of the defenses around here. To know that the people who work and put their line, lives on the line to defend people who come here seeking safety. To know that the guards are incapable hands and are skilled themselves. Well... I guess let's walk and talk then. And, By all uh, means. He'll, did you, and you notice something that wasn't here when you were here before is while the stairways on the inside that lead up to the battlements are still there, uh, they've built sort of like these ramshackle sort of stairs that lead up to the battlements from like the courtyards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he leads you up there and y'all are walking. They keep the... They've got like torches placed every... About 30 feet or so. Uh, they don't offer much light, but it's something. Uh, Wonderful. Oh, there's, as you can see, walls pretty solid, except for a section in the back. Uh, yeah, I imagine then the old wall, it's, uh, something broke through. I know this place was lost. It's all trapped to bugger an L on the inside, but. Uh, we got most of that, like, typed off. Uh, 
doors closed, locked, barred. Uh, as far as things around here, we've had a bit, a few of those red fuckers come around and we've taken care of them. I'd say in the last month, we've lost about six people uh, out due to uh, attacks and uh, another two out on uh, delivery. So, as all in all, considering the state of things, not the worst, uh, not the worst numbers, not good either. How many have, how many of these red-skinned creatures have come uh, knocking on the uh, the keep's doors? Uh, sometimes some of them retreat, so it's hard to say exactly. I know we've killed about 15 of them. How many at a single time? Four. And in yeah, that your... was part of a larger group. If I had to guess, I'd say six, maybe seven. Okay. Then in your opinion, um, for whatever it's worth, how many do you think right now the keep is capable of fending off? Well, that was our biggest one, so... Reasonably, about that many. We sustained two losses on that fight, so there's that. And those things, most of them, they're dumb. Some of them can speak, though. It's usually, from talking about some, it's usually the giant or goblin that they speak. And apparently it's even less eloquent than uh, normal uh, speakers of the language. But, uh, so they're dumb. And it's usually only the uh, it's usually only the uh, speaking ones that'll run away. The animalistic ones, they'll just keep on coming. Yes, this matches the what I've heard of how they operate or have attacked in the past. Now, what do you think is the some of the weaknesses in the defenses here? Oh, frankly, the size is a problem. Good wall defense uh, when watching out for uh, for raids and very fine things. You know, small spaces where people ain't looking is the prime place to attack. You want a good person every 15 to 20 feet. We've got about half that. So I'd say numbers of able bodies and people with a den it's probably our weakest point that and some of the things inside there's a couple of chambers inside what's got uh, like skeletons and whatnot in them uh, like like the kind that move around undead uh, as locked in as they are they, they haven't you know tried to knock down the doors or anything but if they ever did that's a hell of a weak point I'd say the hole in the back uh, for rumour is uh, uh, I suppose you and some of your friends here to patch that up. They should be doing so as we speak. So, we'll walk around see see how they're doing. By all means, lead the way. Uh, he just keeps walking along the battlements with you. Um, those, uh, the battlements themselves offer some good support, but 
uh, a lot of the little bastards, um, the thinking ones, the, uh, they can climb uh, pretty well. Beside that, uh, the first few times we encountered them, they just, you know, full frontal assault, no, no strategy at all. Most recent one, though, they snuck in first. Oh, they attempted to. They got caught. But if they're starting to use strategy, we can have a lot more problem. It certainly seems like you've been paying quite apt attention to the ongoings and the tactics of your enemies. I'd say that's just a little bit, little bit more than a, a guard with some experience would be capable of. Technically speaking, I was a part of the military. Of course, we ain't been at war, but a lot of us were guards. We had some training, though. So, but I ain't, I ain't no ranking soldier. I ain't no guard captain. I've told them that. I ain't, I ain't about that. I'll help when I can. I'll give my advice, but I'm not in charge. Well, as, as you've served, you know that every good militia has someone giving orders towards the top, making decisions and plans and a strategy. Well, that's up to that's up to Johannes and them. Is they want to make orders and plans, they do that. We in a fight. I'll shout what I know, shout what I can. But we ain't got a leader. We ain't got enough people to lead. Like we got bodies down there, but these people aren't fighters. They don't. They don't know which end of the sticks pointing half the time. Uh, Sean, out of game question: uh, Any of the uh, six on the council did in my conversations with them, or just from what uh, Riley could tell, did any of them seem like they were familiar with combats or capable of handling weapons, or had a mind for like legitimately leading people? Um. Make me a knowledge local check. Okie dokes. That's... Give that a rolly roll. That is a 14. Okay, so... um, A couple of things you would have noticed uh, and been able to correlate, because none of them were openly carrying weaponry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just from a bit of their dress and some knowledge about other cultures... Uh, you would know that Draxa is likely trained, uh, at least with some weaponry. He's given his build. He's mm-hmm. not likely an actual soldier or warrior, but he knows his way around a weapon well enough. At least mm-hmm. those that are um, familiar to, and important to his people culturally. Sure. Uh, and uh, with Lest, it's less of a. Uh, it's less of a cultural thing, but you notice uh, there's a particular way uh, that he wears his belt that and like stands that indicates that he's used to having some sort of small weapon on it. Okay. Okay. Then uh, Riley will say. Now I, I know that you wouldn't stand by and without acting, but come, you and I both know that if situations were to arise, you can't rely on six people to cooperate in order to make the judgment calls in such a timely fashion necessary to save lives. People here need to look up to someone so that if this place is assaulted by a very small army or what have you, that it doesn't take the cooperation of six heads to give orders. 
He doesn't take six. One of them will do. But I take orders, that's what I do. I'm not here to give them. And, and if you're I don't me. know if I could handle that. I know if if we're getting attacked, I'm I'm gonna like fucking go up, yeah, and uh you know say, you know, defend the shit. Everybody up, fucking attack. And and shout out what I know. But when it comes down to it, frankly, so I don't wanna have on my conscious the day when it finally comes that these things overwhelm us and then it'd be my fault my my commands that get us all killed i I don't think i could handle that dead or alive if we're being honest sir i believe that there's two types of people in the world ones that go out to seek their destinies and others that are uh, lucky enough to have their destinies found for them and from what I can tell from the people I talk to here you might be in the latter category now if you wish to stay out of the major focus and hide from responsibilities that is fine however openly vocalizing that you want none of that that you don't want this role of leadership it can hurt in the long run you lose credibility and when it comes time for you to give those orders will these people be willing to listen to you I don't know it ramshamble as it is so what I propose is that if you really can't step up that you remain silent on these matters and let your actions speak for you when they must. I'm fine with that. Good. As far as it goes. Is the only time I really bitch on about this is when somebody comes over here and tries to tries to make me. I ain't having that. I'll keep my head down, do what needs to be done, but I'm not one for words. I'm not one for for being at the head of things. That's a surefire way to get overwhelmed. I've like seen it happen not, to too many people. Someday you might find yourself in that position. And I would hate for you to look back at this moment and think of all the time you could have spent getting ready. But I will not argue with you. It seems you've set your course, and I don't entirely disagree with the course you set. You seem a capable and level-headed man. I've only known you for a short while. But I figured we'd share this conversation now to see if anything could come of it. And what came of it is a better understanding of you, I think, Bart. Do you know what's happening out there, sir, with them things? The details? No. I do know it's not pretty (laughs) I do know that I would very much like to rid the world of these creatures if I could but I don't have the information to do so right now unfortunately whether it's possible or not I don't think that unless there's some sort of grand old weakness of theirs that we could exploit perhaps I don't think we're going to be around much longer I've watched them as they've come and gone and they come back. They're always bigger, stronger, smarter, 
They're learning, and they're learning fast. We've had once when they come up with a big one. That was the most organised they'd ever been. I don't know, so but I think that they're getting to our level faster than we can get on theirs. And unless there's some shred of humanity or moral in them, I think ultimately I think we're all fucked, frankly. Uh, yeah, Riley just kind of uh, falls quiet at that, I, I think. Um, going into uh, thinking about the things he's heard about these red-skinned creatures and um, what he has heard about them, like organizing and growing both in size and, you know, in numbers and all of that. And uh, it's kind of like at this moment with uh, Bart's words that it's uh, almost pulling on Riley a little bit. Like, you know, if, if Bart's right and Riley walks away from trying to find a solution to this, what if by the time he comes back with more power, there's no one here left to save? So, like, he, he probably, like, if they're walking, he probably, like, stops for a moment and, like, gets carried away with thoughts um, noticeably for a little bit. I, uh, I didn't mean to upset you, sir. My apologies. No. Is, uh... No, it's... I, I'm not certain necessarily where my future leads I, I thought I knew I thought I knew paths that I would need to follow to be honest Bartz but all this talk of destiny and your words have uh, made me reconsider some other options I suppose uh, so, uh, let me put this forth to you you got a path you got somewhere to go you got something to do go do it while you got the time us here our only thing we're trying to do is find somewhere that we can hold up and survive and we're either going to win or we're going to lose if you got something else to do some other regret or something you chase that shit because frankly we ain't got not much left to live for but living a few people here maybe but not a lot of us. We've lost too much already. I'm not sure, Bart, if the things that I would be willing or even needing to pursue would be worth seizing the hope from everyone here for some semblance of a brighter future. You're a good man, sir. I can tell that. Give what help you can. We'll I intend to. Can. I do know my immediate course of action. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I became very resolute in my thoughts for a moment. Uh, I admit that I wasn't quite listening. Go on. I I didn't mean to interrupt. I I was just pointing out uh, up ahead. We can walk over that shit. Used to be a hole there. Looks like your friends have fixed it up pretty good. Yes, they're very capable allies to have around, and I, I, I do feel blessed to have their company. 
you know, patching literal holes and uh, not so literal ones. I'll tell you this news spread. We get hit a lot less often than Thorn does. So if it's any consolation to your conscience, if anything, the louder settlement is likely to draw more. We'll probably have. Once Thorn goes out, if, when, what have you, we're next. But they've got some good, uh, good knives on their walls, I hear. Well, I'd much more prefer those knives to be blood-free and for both settlements to stand. Can't win every war. Perhaps not, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Bart, what I intend to do is I intend to, during my stay here, get to know the people. See if maybe I can inspire more people to help with defense and keeping watch. Maybe teach a few things or two about wielding a weapon, if only for self-defense. It might not be a lot. I know not how long I'll stay, but that's what I'm hoping to accomplish my time here. Outside of assisting in repairing some things and cleaning out the undead that haunt these halls. Sounds good to me. I know there's a fetchling off in the back end. Uh, I think that's his tent there. Rumor around is... He's actually quite skilled, but he doesn't intend to stay long. So, there's that. Everyone else, hell, most of these people are just craftsmen, you know, laborers. Not not much in the way of fighters. There's a couple of scholars over on the east end. Uh, one you might want to talk to about these red things too. Uh, name a Philbert. He's got, he goes on something awful about him. I don't know what the hell he's talking about, though. Okay. Uh, in my rounds, I'll make sure to talk to both of them. The Fetchling, do they have a name? Uh, Eckerd? Ekrin. Ekrin, I think. That one. Wonderful. I will definitely make sure to touch base with them. Uh, see if I can't get any information from the scholar and maybe see where Equin's motives really lie. Yeah. Or for clarity outside of the accent, it's Ekrin with an Equin. R. Ekrin. Oh, Ekrin. Oh, okay. Sorry. God, that would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry, it was the accent I was doing. <laughs> okay. Good, good, good. Um, because the, this particular accent turns R's into W's. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. So, Riley, I, I think that's more or less the tail end of the conversation. I'm sure they, they'll say some more things, but ultimately, like, Riley's going to depart with a hand on Bart's shoulder and just uh, a reaffirmation that Bart seems to be doing a pretty good job here and that his life is his to lead and Riley has a pretty good idea that Bart's going to be a good support system for here, even if he's not going to take up a leadership role. Oh, thank you very much, sir. We'll see how things go. Indeed, we will. And Riley departs, probably to meet up with his companions to uh, follow up on the wall work at this point. I imagine it's been some time. So you 
you catch up with them. The wall, of course, is finished. You walked over it. And yeah. uh, uh, they are currently preparing a deer for cookage. <laughs> so, yeah, if the, the gang's all gathered, Riley will approach and say, Wonderful work with the wall. Did you find the deer hiding in it? I hunted the deer for the gal and the drow and their friend. That's awfully kind of you. Now I am making traps. Oh, is that what you're doing with the, the rope and twine there? Well, if, if I am not here, I cannot hunt deer for them all the time. So I make the traps and then they can catch their food. That's reasonable. You know, my in one of his journals, my father once wrote that when adventuring, one should always carry a bear trap. And it's very unfortunate that at this time I don't have one on my person to uh, share with this community. I want to catch a bear. Have I do not never... even know if there are bears or in Noctis. I don't know either, actually. Leaf! Leaf, we have a question for you. Did someone say question? <laughs> Did someone say lemon pepper? <laughs> I imagine Leaf's head just like pops around a corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Leaf. Uh, Shadow and I were talking about catching game in the woods, and uh, we came to something neither of us seemed to know. Are there bears here in Noctis? Let me roll a knowledge nature. <laughs> you do that. That's a 17. Uh, yes, there are bears here in Noctis. Yes, there are bears here in Noctis. Oh. Still, I do not know why you would want to catch and eat the bear if there are deer. I think deer eat better than bears. Uh, Leaf, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like bears have more meat on their bodies than deer. Well, it depends on the weight of the bear, but as you don't typically want to eat predators, uh, they tend to be riddled with parasites. Yeah, well, don't uh, bears also eat, like, berries and other things? And deer. Uh, but I get your point. Yeah, well, so then the bear is infused with the natural, healthy elements of the deer. I, do I don't think understand. that is the way things work. Bear pelts also make excellent uh, blankets. And rugs. They are pretty rugs. They well, are pretty rugs. Hoping for something more practical than a rug, I hope. To be fair, a blanket is basically just a rug and vice versa. No, no one. I'm the only one who's ever slept underneath rugs in my lifetime. Really? I Just sleep me? on top I mean, of I the have rug. As, as a person, I have. Like, I sleep on top of the rug with a blanket over me. That, that's the smarter way to do that. But when you only have a rug, you can really just roll yourself up in it like a burrito to sleep. What's a burrito? You've never had a burrito before, Lee. <laughs> is it is, is it uh, very good? He, oh, it's delightful. Uh, do you okay? Do you know what a taco is? No. no. Are Where these, are these tacos and burritos from? Are these foods made from bear? Uh, well, I, I suppose you could make them with bear, but uh, they're, they're, a burrito. I see. No, no, it's burrito. But it's, burrito is funny. <laughs> You're a funny guy, Leaf. No. Burr. Oh, like yeah. it's from the cold highlands. No, no, it's. Uh, okay, so I understand that with like you and Brock, you your names suggest aspects of your characters. However, this is not the case with the food I'm describing. 
Okay, well, I do not know about this food, and uh, all I know is that uh, I have to get this deer cooked, and I am not 100% sure about cooking the deer because it is not pancakes and it is not oatmeal, and that is all I know how to cook. Well, uh, would you I like think... a lesson? Yes, go for it. Everyone to the kitchen. Da 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 da! Oh, good, it's a cooking show with Leaf. How to tear <laughs> venison. Just trying to jam an entire deer into the tiny oven in the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Riley, though, uh, on the topic of bear traps, you mm-hmm. discussing defense with them. There is uh, possibly some merit in trapping the area around the wall for defensive purposes, not hunting purposes. Yes. If I were more proficient at traps, then I would think that we could like combine our thoughts and figure out what traps would be best to focus on the redskin creatures. Um, but alas, I'm not that proficient with traps, unfortunately. Well, some of the simplest traps could just be a hole. <gasps> Pit traps are very effective, especially if you put spiky things in the bottom of them and uh, like hide them so that Things don't know they're going to fall down and go on spiky things. But this only works against the more stupid things, not so much against the smarter things. For the smarter things, you could put the, the iron pots on the wall with very, very hot substances in them and pour them off onto people. Brock, I think you found your expert in traps. Uh, Sling traps might work for a few things. It depends on your size and your weight. Uh, I don't know what what attacks to keep that would make a difference. I don't know if this helps, but when I was younger, I used to read stories about castles that were surrounded by moats with alligators in them. And like drawbridges so people could pass over. I don't have any alligators. Yes, that is... Mr. Goldthrush, do you have any alligators? Uh... No, it looks like we just have a deer. No, we're going to fresh out the alligator system. Hey, Brock, do you have knowledge engineering? Um, yes. Roll me a knowledge engineering. This is not going to be good. 15. You would know that the purpose of a moat uh, was defensive... Uh, but also practical as it acted as sewage and there were, would not be alligators in them because they would die of sepsis. <laughs> the idea of a moat is to be so disgusting that uh, that no one will either want to cross it or if they do, they will die of infection. Oh, well, I will... Uh, I suppose Brock will point that out. Um, I'm going to need traps. a lot more supplies if you want me to make all these traps. Though the a moat may not be a good idea we could build somewhat of a trench that would still be defensive yes a a a, a trench uh, very deep um, with lots of spiky things at the bottom and you cover it over I know how to do it I don't have the stuff to do it you have a brock I you I, can move 35 pounds of earth or stone at a time. Yes, I, I feel that I must uh, must point out that I could easily build a trench. Okay. Brock, you're you're so trench, useful. But uh, somebody needs to bring me lots of sticks to make sharp and pointing. 
um, I feel the need to point out that we we have leaf. He is cooking a deer. Mr. Norham, go find me sticks. Riley just like extends his hands and says, we're surrounded by forest. Then you should not have a big problem, should you? I suppose I shouldn't. I was going to go talk to people <laughs> this evening, but I suppose if I find sticks lying around the ground, I can pick them up and bring them back for you. They need to be big ones. Uh, how big? Big enough to make big pointy things in the bottom of the pit. I feel like that doesn't answer my question necessarily, but I, I'll make do. You're a smart man. You can figure it out. That's so I, kind of you to say. I, I suppose you could look at a stick and think, would I enjoy falling on this? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no. Box! Here that is stick. Box! 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 Come here! <laughs> you may not harvest my companion. I am not going to harvest. I am going to show sizes. Well, he's not hard to miss. <laughs> and she will, she will like uh, try to climb up box and point at different tree limbs and be like, this size, Mr. Marheim, this will work very well. Well, not for nothing, but box would be able to carry many more sticks than I would be able to carry in one well, trip. Then take Mr. Box with you. Yes, that was, I, that's what I was implying. Then we'll get even more sticks. Success. That's fucking teamwork. (laughs) (laughs) Very sharp and pointy. So, go, find these sticks. The deal should be done by the time you get back and you can have supper with us. I suppose that's fair enough. I'll make a game of it. See how many sticks I can collect before dinner's done. Okay. If you get lots of sticks, we shall give you a reward. What kind of reward does Mr. Morgan want? Oh, please. Your company is much more reward than I could ever ask for. It really is not. Uh, that's not the reply I was expecting. All right. Mm, okay. Uh, let me say that the reward of the safety of these people at the Black Keep will be enough for me. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not going to dawdle. I will go collect sticks, and if Box wishes to accompany me, he certainly may do so. Do not get eaten by any red things. Leaf will instruct Box and say, uh, it seems our guildmaster uh, wishes to collect large sticks. Uh, can you help him carry things? Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. That's going to take a while. (laughs) We might have to rethink this trench. I'm already collecting sticks. Just get to it. (laughs) 20 feet's a really fucking deep trench, by the way. Like, that's a kill pit trench. Okay, let me recalculate. (laughs) Recalculating. (laughs) I got too ambitious with the trench. (laughs) I don't think you got ambitious enough. You should have doubled down. Do you have 400 hours to do this? Well, while you're collecting sticks, I'm going to finish working on the reusable hunting traps. Nice. Teamwork. I'm probably chit-chatting with my new K.O. buddy. And the drow if he comes out of his tent. Okay, you know what? I, I did the math wrong the first time. This one's 400 man hours. What?! Uh, I, 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 
divided by two when I was supposed to multiply by two last time. <laughs> Easy mistake. Well, yeah, because he does half foot cubes, so I accidentally essentially uh, did the math as if he was doing two foot cubes or two oh. cubic feet hmm. at a time. Oh my god, never mind. This trench might not happen. Well, we don't necessarily have to like surround the whole thing, right? You could just do one from wherever they're most likely to get hit from. Yeah, also like a spike trench only needs to be like three feet deep. Two to three feet deep. Well, then recalculate that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, even just building terrain so that you can kind of force them or encourage them to go along predetermined paths. Yeah, funnel them. Yeah. In terms of defense, either way. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to get something that's not going to take three weeks to do. Oh, wait, I got it. So if we all retrain into rock kineticists <laughs> and then get this done, then we'll retrain back. You know what? I just I just had a thought. And this is why I should really just not use a calculator and I should ask Google for uh, things. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong last time. Too. Oh, my God. But if he tells me like this, 16, it's gonna... No, no, no. It's like 16 hours. Okay. I was going to say, if he's, gonna, if he's like, this one's going to take 400 man hours. No, uh, the last one. Let me let me redo it. Let's fucking because I was multiplying by six. So I was like, it takes six seconds. Oh, my God. Sean, you are the it. DM. Just pick something. Uh, I like just a spiked pit of about two and a half feet deep with facing spikes will take about 16 hours to dig 17 hours to dig okay <laughs> then Brock will say <laughs> that I will uh, he says uh, <laughs> well Riley is gathering sticks and you are preparing the hunting traps I will uh, I will get an idea of what the situation is with the um, the different groups that appear to be here and then as soon as I am done with that and throughout the night I will begin digging a small trench around the uh, the castle if you uh, if you ask some of uh, the alkalites will probably help you if you want assistance for these things do do we have shovels? Uh, they always travel with all the supplies they think they might need when they go to help people. So they probably have some on their cart. And I know uh, that at least Zellar is very strong. And so and uh, so is Winda. So they might be willing to help you if you ask. Then uh, I suppose before I go out there, I'm bringing up. Yeah, uh, Zellar is the hobgoblin man over there, and Winda is the uh, half-work woman over there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I will get on that as soon as I have uh, have determined what the situation is with the uh, with the different factions that seem to be living here. So, the Mister Ecker, did you know how to use these traps once they are finished? Well, there's not much using a a spiked pit. No, 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 not the defensive ones. The ones I am making for you to catch you full. I know how to use a sling trap. Yes. Okay, that is good. 
then there should not be a problem then to have uh, maybe a little bit of meat on a regular basis. That would be good. At least um, until you decide to move on. Where is your other friend? I know they, you say the real hides and who is the other one? Where are they? She shall. She Shishal? doesn't come out much. Why not? If you think people look at you and me weird, she gets it much worse. How come? Horns, tail, tiefling. Oh, a tiefling. That is nice. I want to meet her. She's not the friendliest. Well, they, you say that drow is not friendly either, but I am feeding them, so they should come say hello. <laughs> Hersey. And he'll go up and uh, he'll he'll go talk at each of the tents. Uh, and a cloaked figure will come out of uh, the tent uh, that's not in the corner, and then a drow will emerge from uh, the far corner tent. Uh, he has a scar like leading up to his left eye and it's cataract. Like, I imagine uh, Shadow just kind of looks at him and goes, okay, now this I do not understand. He looks like an elf and elves are nice people and they, they are actually very pretty and he has very pretty dark skin. Why does the people not like him? He turns around and goes back in his tent. <laughs> <laughs> and Akron just... That does not answer my question! It's... partially cultural, but... the drow live very differently. They are a type of elf. I can see that. Most of them... they don't live on the surface. They live a much more different way of life. And there are different kinds. There are those from the south, the Stone Queen. They are a little bit different, very totalitarian, but uh, not what most people think of when they think of a drow. Few of them leave him and those where he lives. They tend to worship uh, demon gods like Mazmez and some others. I'm not expressly familiar. Okay, demons are not good. I know this. But at the same time, I know that there are people in the world that worship the gods that are not good, but they do not necessarily uh, run around and do horrible things. Doesn't change what people think about them. But somebody needs to explain to, to these two the people are stupid and they should not worry about it. If it was that easy, we wouldn't have problems. Well, now you do not have problems. Now you have dinner. I have dinner for now. And uh, the cloaked figure will walk up slowly and cautiously. This is Yushal. Hello, I am the Shadow. It is very nice to meet you. You are shadow folk like Ekrin. Uh, Kale, yes. I, uh, I am also a priestess. So, I am mm. a nice person. You do not have to be scared of me. And if anybody be mean to you, I am here, then I will tell them not to be mean. <laughs> She's 
she'll like pull up a little rickety stool thing, just a little short stool, and sit. Do you come from very far? Hmm. I came from far side of Voidosa on the broken shores. I have told Ekron, um, the people, the other uh, priests that uh, I travel with, they will be going home after they help you. And uh, they have said that the people that want to be safe can go back with you. You can go back with him too if you want to. Uh, if you do not want to stay at the temple, you do not have to stay at the temple. There is a little town. It is a KL town. But uh, I have house there, and you can stay in their house too. Temples don't tend to like people like me. We do not care. We have tieflings, and we have changelings, and we have orcs, and we have Dampir, and we have all kinds of people there, and we do not care. Make me a diplomacy check. Uh, 19. It sounds too good to be true. Usually things no. are. It is not that it's where I live. And you can see for yourself. You see that man there. He is Hobgoblin, yes? He is one of us. And you see that woman there. She is a half work uh, changing. And uh, she is one of us. And see the man over there with the beautiful pointy teeth? That is Void. He is one of us. And back home, there is many, many more. And my own brother, he is, he is part of the temple. Um, and yes, it is, everybody is there. And it is okay. And nobody cares what you are. They only care that you be nice to the other people. I find there's usually a line that people will start to draw. What they draw a line for? Do you be mean to people? when I have to be. But if nobody is mean to you, do you be mean to them? Wouldn't know. Well, if you can be nice, they be nice to you. And you get, there is food and there is one bed and there is uh, books and uh, all kinds of stuff that you can read. And there is a room where they play card games and stuff like that. And, uh, Yes, uh, and we have some tieflings, uh, children's there, because uh, we have the orphans that we take, and there is a couple of the tiefling children's there, um, and it, it might be nice for them to to see uh, you grown up and, and everything. Go ahead and make me another one. Oh, I'm at twenty. That so twenty nine. You know those people from over on the west side. They're part of the same religion. They seem like good people. Not the good until uh, good until they see type. And she is scale. An important one at that. I do not know if that I am important. I am high priestess. But uh, I am no more important than the alkalites of the temple. Everybody is equally important. And fine. Maybe I'll go with them. But I was told there was food. Yes, uh, Mr. Gotters is cooking the deer. I went and caught the deer for you, the three of you, because uh, they say sometimes you do not eat so well, and sometimes the people are not nice about stuff. 
So I caught you a deer. They aren't. But thank you. And she like pulls her hood back and uh, lowers her lowers her uh, face wrap. And you can tell now uh, that she's not like she's definitely not uh, human or related to humans. Uh, go ahead and make me a knowledge local check. Anyone who is in the vicinity. Okay, I don't actually have any local, so should I bother rolling? Yeah, because it's a race you can still know. Uh, as I long as you a get 15. a 10. Well, I rolled a 15, so a 10. Okay. Anybody else? she the only one there? Brock got a 4. Okay. I'm getting sticks. You're getting sticks. And Hats is cooking. Or Leaf is cooking. Leaf is so, cooking. So, <laughs> uh... So you would know that uh, she is likely uh, some some breed um, of lizard folk, but of course the uh, the fiendish blood running through her veins has forced other features to the forefront. Uh, she is very thin. Uh, the lizard folk that you've read about in the past, or perhaps met, are always very uh, large, bulky muscular creatures, male and female alike, but she's very thin and lithe, much like a uh, like an anole or a uh, or like a gecko, almost, but with sharper features. Well, see, you're very pretty. Why do people be mean? I do not understand people. You are very pretty, dear. Uh, you can tell that she is like she rolls her eyes she doesn't think that's a legitimate statement at all um as far as the more of her features go she does have a a few uneven and jagged horns uh jutting out from her head at various angles um yeah shadow just thinks everybody's beautiful she obviously uh is not under the she doesn't view herself that way she thinks most likely. Uh, you can roll me a sense motive, but you can get that she doesn't agree with the sentiment we just shared. Just straight off. Okay, so 12 plus 6 is 18. Yeah, yeah you get you get kind of a feeling that she doesn't like the way she looks. Uh, perhaps. Uh, and, you know, maybe her thinness is not a not something to do with uh, like her kind of lizard folk, it might have to do with her heritage more. So maybe that's another thing that bothers her is that she's like sort of like a very different than her people. And so her concepts of beauty are very stilted away from her own appearance. Uh, and she she does have sort of a like definitely from a judge a book by its cover she looks very wicked she's got snake-like eyes uh sharp armor plating near her mouth uh and uh her her scales are dark and almost look like covered in soot but uh like beyond the like 
jaggedness of her horns, she does look like an, uh, a very elegant creature in terms of like physical graces. But she is also quite... Uh, she has an attitude that you can tell is probably from people treating her like shit for most of her life. Yeah, uh, like Shadow really doesn't care about the attitudes. She is surrounded by fucking attitudes all the time. So. Yee. Have you met her brother, the asshole, and her best friend, the bigger asshole? <laughs> I mean. So. Uh, what is what is Brock's reaction uh, to her? Because you're not sure, like, from... You're not sure shit about her, basically. Like, this is a strange creature that just walked up to the table. Uh... Honestly, at this point, I'd actually be out of the room because at the appearance of the drow, he would have started leaving. Okay. So, Mr. Goldthrush, how much longer did the dinner meat is cooked? These people but, are waiting to eat. He probably would have reacted like, oh shit, what is that? But he would have kept it to himself and just left. Okay. This is quite a large animal. It takes time to cook. Be patient. <laughs> Okay, do we have any snacks? Maybe I can give them a snack. Oh, I think I have some rations in my room. I think if the drow doesn't come back out, she'll go over and like sit down in front of his tent and be like, uh, knock, knock, Mr. Drow. That is me knocking on the door because it is not a real door and I can't actually knock. Go away. Do you not, uh... Want to, to talk with us and have some dinner? I got the dinner for you. I do not wish to be berated with more questions. I'm sorry. I am a curious person. I not ask you no more questions, okay? I was just confused because you were very beautiful. And so I was confused. I am sorry. Make me a diplomacy check. Uh, 9 plus 9 is 18. Okay. The flap of the tent will open. You're odd. Yes, but he'll walk I, uh, out of it. You can make me a perception if you would like. Okay, I can roll one of those. Uh, what is the... I get the plus. I get the plus 11. So I get the 14 because I did not roll real well. Uh, when you look inside, you see a, uh, a symbol... Uh, kind of like laying down near a bunch of his other shit. And uh, go ahead, make me a knowledge religion. Uh, my religion is a three, so 16. Okay. Um, you would know that this symbol belong or is the demon lord's symbol of Yadothras. Y- Though you can't really recall anything about Yudothris, you just compare the name and the symbol together. She's, she'll stand up since he walks out of the tent, so she's just not like sitting at his feet. You're like, I am the shadow. That is my name, Shadow. Derelex. It is very nice to meet you. And dear Mr. Gotra, she is cooking the deer for us right now because I did not know how to make deer only pancakes and oatmeal. Very well. He'll walk past you. 
Kitty. Now this is nice. Everybody is eating along, and we'll have a dinner together. Uh, you'll notice that when Derelex sits down, Shishal like gets up and moves away from him. Oh, Shadow will go sit down. She don't care. <laughs> like he's not actively doing anything wrong. You have planes, right? I think so. Let me look. Uh... Yes, I am. Pretty good. So, a 20. Okay, uh, roll me a sense motive, too. Those are not as good as my planes. Uh, Vesta did pretty good, and I rolled better, so 22. What was that? 22. Okay, so you would know that, uh, or have a feeling, at least, that um, Jishal's uh, heritage is likely demonic in origin and uh, that she likely doesn't want to be further associated with demons uh, as Delarex is a worshiper of one. Like Shadow's opinion of it is if they're not like he's not running around doing bad things as far as she can tell um, that the best way to to influence somebody is just to be good to them. Uh, and let them see that there's a better way. So she'll just go sit down and like make small talk with these people. Okay. In the meantime, Mr. Morheim. Please, that's my father. Please refer to me to refer to me as Riley, Riley Morheim. You're out <laughs> gathering sticks, was it? <laughs> oh, I... Yes, yes, yes. Riley has been uh, relegated to collecting sticks. I With think it. you've collected some sticks. Yes. Can I uh, roll a percentile and then multiply that by the results of a d20 to see how much I get? By what metric? A number of sticks. Sure. You, really? Okay. <laughs> how else are we supposed to determine how sticky the sticks are? <laughs> uh, 79 stick. multiplied by 6. You have a lot of sticks. Dope. Uh, boxes help me carry them. most of them. That's messed up. Like, you're making the tree man carry the equivalent of severed body parts. They were just lying on the ground. We didn't snap them off of trees. That'd just be awful. <laughs> yeah. And yet, yeah. whenever my necromancer says the same thing. <laughs> Nobody's using them. <laughs> It was just sitting in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So. Riley returns with a truckload of sticks. Yes, I'm sorry, you, with you a box back. of sticks. A box you come load? back with a box of sticks. <laughs> what is a box? Just whatever he can carry. <laughs> Mr. Rhyme, that is a lot of sticks. You did very well. Yes, turns out there was a fallen tree not too far away, and on its fall it seemed to have snapped off several of the branches of nearby trees. So most of this was gathered in one small pile already for me. Well, that is very convenient. Now I just had to make them pointy. Yes, I suppose so. Making these sticks pointy is very easy. I can teach you if you like. How to sharpen sticks? Yes. So did they make for good traps? I suppose in my downtime, sure. But I think uh, that I am currently starving. 
And after that, I have some people I need to talk to. One of which is sitting right in front of you, by the way. We are waiting for the deer. I do not know. Mr. Quarter says it takes a little bit of time to cook a big deer. Oh, well, uh, I suppose they can kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Uh, Ekron, I take it. Riley gestures. Oh, you know yes. my new friend. I am Ekron. I've been informed. I was given your name by uh, Bart, actually. Uh, he and I had a conversation about the defenses of the Black Keep, and he tells me that you're rather capable yourself, if this is true. I was many years ago. But I've not been a hunter for a long, long time. Uh, Riley will take a seat if everyone's sitting and um, carrying on the conversation he will say well what changed your path life things get in the way sometimes one big fight takes enough out of you you can't keep going was it the dragon it was a dragon that is the reason grandmama told me to find you she is a smart woman how many dragons did you fight it was really a dragon <laughs> I thought that was just a joke. Are you serious? No, Mr. Morhan, this is the man that Grandmama told me to find to ask about dragons. Oh, that makes total sense. Yes, okay. Yeah, right. The thing you need to know most about shadow dragons is that their breath carries with it a withering curse. It leaves you less than you were. Weaker. Plumsier. In essence, as I said, cursed. As it turns out, Mr. Morham, this dragon I must go fight, it is not going to be easy to fight. As I would imagine, a dragon is not easy to uh, fell in combat. Shadow dragon, less so than many. And is this what's happened to you, the curse of its breath? Yes. I survived the damage that the curse left me less than capable. Can the curse not be removed? It can be healed, but it's difficult sometimes and expensive. When you get to the temple, maybe they can help you. Perhaps. And I might be able to go rusty. It's not as if I've lost my knowledge. So what Bart said is true. You do intend to move on from here? I think I will, yes. I've been waiting. I'd considered moving on to Stormbluff, but with the arrival of the uh, Acolytes of the Black Butterfly, I'm considering heading to their temple. I, of course, wouldn't want to stand in the way of whatever road you choose to walk, especially if it's one in which can lead to freeing yourself of the curse. But not only that, Mr. Morheim, but at the bottom of the mountain where the temple sits, there is a KL village, which means he could be with his own people and not be so uh, out of place and ill-treated. Oh, you're being treated like an outsider here. It's not the worst community, but yes, there are a few places to go where we would not be. And you would also notice that two others that are kind of like eyeing you up, like like, how's this one going to be? There is a rather thin lizard woman with jagged horns and a, a long tail uh, with spines on it uh, in a 
I wouldn't say a tattered robe, but it's obviously a bit worn. And uh, a drow, um, uh, which you would be able to tell the difference between an elf and a drow. There's some difference in the ears and the eyes. Uh, and he has a cataract eye from a scar going down. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, so, like, while Rally totally takes notice of these individuals just because of their outstanding feature, he doesn't, like, um, necessarily treat them any different. He's mostly, like, if he is, like, looking at them, it's mostly probably because he hasn't seen someone of their race or with their features in person ever. Definitely the lizard woman. I'll let you decide whether or not you've ever seen a drow before. Probably in passing. It's, uh, he comes from a a country of the one sprawling city, so I imagine at some point. But I figure if they go with freedom, even if uh, they would not be comfortable at the temple itself, they can uh, live in the house that uh, Grayson and I still have in the KL village, and they will be uh, more comfortable there because uh, the people will not uh, be quite so uh, ugly to them as people can be out here. I suppose the only thing that I would wish to bring to the table for consideration, uh, Ekron, is if you still have a strong understanding of what you were capable of before suffering from this curse, the, the, the people here, their defenses need guidance. They need training, to be honest. I shudder to think what would happen if the red-skinned beast tried to attack this place with numbers in the doublings of digits. Mr. Morheim. Uh, Miss Shadow. Most of the people here would not uh, even want to sit at the same dinner table with one of my kind. You think they are going to take instructions from us? Most of the people here have yet to meet Riley Morheim. I feel rather capable in my ability to bridge the gap, so to speak. But then you are a miracle worker. I am blessed by a god. Yes, well, so am I. But that does not stop people from uh, being ugly. True. True. Mr. Morhan. Yes. Some considerations to make. My curse... It is bold, not only my physical body, but my mind as well. I'm still experienced, but things are blurry. But beyond that, if you intend to try and unlearn what people think, the hardest parts are going to be the humans and the dwarves. Riley uh, nods and says, that's fair. And if there's any chance of you freeing yourself from this curse, I would encourage you to seek that and do so. And if there's any way we can assist in that, please let us know. But also... Perhaps if you have healers among you and are willing to part with services without gold. Once Leaf is finished cooking, perhaps there might, may or may not be something he can do. I'm not sure if his capabilities extend that far, but... Uh, you should speak to him. Perhaps he can. But also talk to uh, Freedom and to Alvarian. Uh, they both have healing powers. Perhaps. I will see them if they're willing. 
So then let's start there. If there's anything our group can do to assist you with that, let's seek out that remedy first and then circle back around to the community here and your future. We'll see. Indeed we will. Or maybe you can get the well and you can help me on the dragon. Maybe. If you if 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 you wanted to, I do not uh, want to to try to influence you into something that is not something you would like. That is not uh, what I am about. Everybody should make choices uh, freely. I am a little old to be hunting dragons again, but I might be able to help you find one. Can I ask how old you are, or is that uh, too rude? I don't mind. I'm. Uh, I'm 92 or 91. It's questionable. <laughs> Riley just kind of looks down a little bit because he's only like a tenth of this dude's age, kind of. It won't be too long before I take another age penalty. <laughs> but I do not think you are too very old. Of course, if you do not uh, want to stay on the material plane at all, uh, we could try to contact Grandmama. And uh, maybe she could help you. She is very nice. She is not like some of these because she uh, cares very much about the family and people and stuff. And if I ask her for something, she typically gives me three of it. So I think I could ask her to help you. I would appreciate that. I'm familiar with dealing with the Shay. Shadow dragon hunters are far and few between. We command a certain level of respect. As long as we're still useful. So, you know, that is always an option, too. Uh, I, my grandmama, her name is Estrina. Uh, she is Violet. Uh, she is the only Violet in her city now. Um, because in Popoa, he was moved and then he died. And so uh, she is very well respected. And she could probably help you uh, get set up there if you wanted to live on Shadow Plane. I'll definitely have to take you up on that. I spent most of my life there. When I became too weak, this place was safer. Well, Alice is uh, be careful because the first thing she will do is try to talk you into being in her harem. So if you do not want to, to be a kept man, you have to, to stick to your guns and tell her no. What you could tell her, yes, she is pretty. Many of them are. You don't age. No. She has been the same ever since I know her. Mr. Moran, did your grandmama have a harem? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. That is a shame. I'm sure she would have wanted one. Well, perhaps when we visit uh, my grandmama, you can meet her. Uh, well, you know her already, but you can you can uh, maybe uh, play with her hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, perhaps. Though I, I think that by that time I'll be rather busy with uh, Victoria. Well, that might be true. She may not like to share. Yes, perhaps not. Cholestrians are either very about sharing or very not about sharing. There is no in-between. We didn't have enough time to get to that topic. <laughs> <So> uh, <deep>. <laughs> <laughs> is the deer done? 
Yeah, so, you know, at this point, Riley's going to get up and go to check on Leaf to make sure he's not passed out or something. Uh, no, I've just been working on starting the fire this whole time. Now it's cooking. <laughs> he's just been over there rubbing a couple of sticks together, completely ignoring the fact that he has the spark cantrip. Just rub, 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 rub. Leaf, why is there so much smoke in here? It's That's only it. smoldering. That's it. Mythic flaming sphere. Uh, nothing like scorched venison. The deer will bother no one again. Mmm, crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. <laughs> it's like a gusher, kind of. <laughs> Medium rare. So, so yeah, the deer's done, is basically what I'm saying. Grab yourself uh, an antler. <laughs> you grab an antler and pull. You get enough. <laughs> If if you got two people pulling each one of the antlers, whoever gets the bigger piece gets to make a wish. Yeah, like the wish spell. That's great. We should do that. That's actually the material component for a wish spell. I know. It's nuts, isn't it? It just no, comes from a deer. Not the nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must have been thinking of a miracle. To... So there is Ven of the Sun. I don't know. I didn't see one single cooking roll. I have no idea how this turned out. <laughs> well, he apparently just blasted it with this mythic burning sphere, so it's probably fucking burnt. <laughs> so that's what, a caster level check? Uh, what do I, I, got, I got professions. I got performances. Let's do this one. Oh, oh boy! Shit. Nat 20 for a 25. This is the best damn deer you've ever had in your life. It is doused in lemon pepper. <laughs> it's got lemon pepper in the meat. It's got lemon pepper in the lemon pepper. Lemon pepperception. <laughs> Leaf, the peppery tang on this is exquisite. Uh, you could almost describe it as lemony. Uh, yes, you could almost do that. This is truly an artist. You've outdone yourself on this one, Leaf. This is lemon pepper stuffed with deer stuffed with lemon pepper. Stop, I can only get so erect. (laughs) Now that you're you're cooking, you should come meet our new friends. We have new friends. Yeah, I have new friends. And two of them are lit the fuck up for you. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Uh, well, mythic flaming sphere, I guess. <laughs> Roll a profession cooking check. <laughs> but yes, the uh, the lizardly woman, and it's different. It's not like the external glinting that you're used to. It almost like glows from within her. It seems like there's like silver, like radiating light, like pulsing under her skin like highlighting her veins and uh the uh the drow man uh has almost like a a nimbus of the silver light around him uh yeah so um he he just kind of like starts for a second at the uh presence of of that you know silver outline and he says uh so um i'm i'm leaf who who may i have the honor of meeting today. Uh, the cow between them uh, introduces the emotions to the woman with the horns. This is Shisal, and this is Derelux. 
they, they both kind of like acknowledge your presence. I would roll me a sense motive. That's a 19. Okay, so you feel like the lizard lady is probably the more personable of the two, but uh, neither of them are very personable people. Uh, likely, uh, you would not ho- be horribly surprised, though, given that one is a drow and one is uh, rolled me a uh, roll me a local and a and a uh, plains check. Local is an eleven, and plains is a natural twenty for a twenty-eight. Okay, so one is a demon-born tiefling, and uh, the other one is is a drow, which people do not. You know, they don't... A lot of surface dwellers don't take well to drow. And a lot of non-drow subterraneans don't take well to drow. So, um, you know, resisting the voices in his head to burn, um, he, he just kind of says, uh, well, n- nice to meet you. Tell me about yourselves. Oh, no, they do not like you to ask questions. Do not ask questions. Shadow, we're not asking questions. Uh, they're able to be as forthcoming as they'd like. Okay, but if you start asking questions, the man will go hide in his tent. He rolls his eyes. Like, they... Like, it's not really an... Like, it's awkward for you, but, like, they're not really being awkward about, like, not responding. It's more like a... It's more like... They're almost like staring at each other, trying to will the other one to speak first. I guess he'll say, well, um, if, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, uh, Kinsman, you can start. And he just kind of like gestures at the elf. You know as well as I do that we're not that. That we are long since separated from being kin. Well, uh, it may surprise you, but I consider even uh, Mr. Morheim and Brock my kin to a degree. We're not as uh, far separated as you might think. Name Starlax. I'm a outcast from Guadosa. Things started getting dangerous near the surface. So I moved and it wasn't much safer. Now here I am. Nosy people make for unpleasant company. Well, I, uh... I, I find that people tend to be uh, significantly less curious about one's activities uh, if you're out and about idle hands and, and all of that. Uh, perhaps you can help me surf up some of this uh, venison while we hear from your friend here. Fine. And, you know, it just starts, like, handing them plates and carving venison as they get, like, the serving separated out. He's like, make sure you keep one for yourself. I hope so. That's why I was called out here. And you notice, like, as you're handing things to him, uh, have you ever, like, been in, like, the slightly odd position where you could feel, like, blood kind of, like, not pooling, but, like, like, in your extremities where it's cut off a little bit more from going back than it is going in? Like swelling? Almost, yeah. But more temporary. Like, just that sort of, like, pressure almost like high blood pressure oh yeah i've, I've definitely had high blood pressure uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh so like every time you reach towards him you almost like you kind of get that like like throbbing in your in your wrist and your elbow 
sort of feeling. Oh, well, that's awful. <laughs> Just like I'm, I'm gonna have to start wearing like a sock with googly eyes on my <laughs> like silver flame hand and just have it start talking to me. Burn them, Leaf. Burn them. <laughs> leaf isn't here. Only the silver flame. It does not communicate with words. Oh, it will. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I guess he, he just kind of like turns into a slightly less accommodating position to to kind of like get that throbbing away from him or, or like maybe starts handing the the like little slabs of like venison off with the tip of the blade instead of like trying to scoop it with both hands he more haphazardly like you know single-handedly flips it over anyway uh but he, he's he's basically like <laughs> Uh, just kind of putting more focus on, on the venison rather than the people while still trying to maintain conversation. And he says, uh, oh, so um, I, I imagined uh, you must have been in the area when uh, the incident happened. Is that what brings you to the Black Keep? No, I've been making my way east since this all happened. Pass through your city of starlight. Pass through... Uh, wound up here. Oh, uh, what were you doing before? And, you know, he's like, oh, don't forget a little sprinkle of lemon pepper. <laughs> Surviving. <laughs> it's rough and on the surface of Oidosa. Certainly. Uh, with any luck, we might be able to do more than just survive. With any luck, yes. With any luck, this will all end. So. So, Derelix, do you have a profession? Once. Not something I could practice these days. Oh, no? No. <laughs> Mr. Kaltarsh, not to interrupt your not questioning of this man, but do you know anything about the curing curses? Uh, well, as, as I understand it, curses aren't typically cured so much as they're broken. Uh, a curse is something that a powerful spellcaster places on someone. Well, in this case, it was a dragon breathing oh. on someone that caused the curse. Um, I'm, I'm not sure even with the gifts that we have that we would be able to um, break something from a, a dragon, but I, I can certainly take a look at it. Um, go ahead and... Uh, so, since you're the caster... Uh, Ekrin will kind of explain to you what it is. Uh, he refers to it as a curse, but go ahead and make me a knowledge arcana. Pachoo! So it's a two, four, or five. <laughs> yep. Sounds like a curse. Can't wake up. <laughs> yep, sounds like a curse. That's curse 101 right there. Do you know how to get rid of curses? Most curses um, have multiple ways to, to break them. Um, some spellcasters can just brute force and uh, peel it off of someone. Um, but sometimes curses have um, ways to remove them uh, inherent in the nature of the curse. I, I, I wouldn't even begin to know where to start with something that came from the breath of a dragon. These... I've had, I've had these before, but... It either goes away quickly or you need magic. It's one; Those are the only two ways I've seen. You're the one that's afflicted? Hmm. Hmm. 
Uh, if you don't mind, uh, could I examine you? By all means. Detect magic. Uh, no magic. Really? Shenanigans. Um, <laughs> but, uh, go ahead and make me a heal check. Oh. That's a 15. Um, this man has been the subject of some very powerful energy drain. Oh. Energy drain. Oh. So, bye, Troy. We'll get back to what Brock was doing next time. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at ActionForge. G'day, this is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there.
If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Eldritch Dream, at Eterna P, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.